just to bring clarification and explanation to what just happened in case you're unfamiliar with it. What we just experienced was called in the first Corinthians it's called a gift of prophecy. That a word of prophecy has been given out. A word from the Lord from His heart as He spoke to the prophets of old that make up our Old Testament, God continues to speak today through the hearts and minds of His children. And I love, I love, I love when God confirms the word that He has already given that I was getting ready to preach this morning. We are We are God's voice. We are God's children. We are God's chosen. We are all charged with drawing close to God and knowing Him that we may share the gospel with others, that we may share the good news. Listen, the fivefold ministry of the church, apostles, pastors, teachers, evangelists, prophets, they are given to the church to equip the church, to do what God has called the church to do. which is be a witness. Acts chapter 1, verse 8, says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. He didn't say the 12 disciples. He didn't say those of you who are called to the fivefold ministry of the church. No, he said you, all, we are called. We are purposed to go out and to declare the goodness of God. Why? Jesus tells us in John chapter 8, verse 38, that anyone who believes in me may come and drink, for the Scriptures declare rivers of living water will flow from his heart. That, in essence, what Jesus is saying, that yes, he is living water, but when we come to him and we drink, we become a spring of living water. Not that I am living water, but that He is living water inside of me. And what does a spring do? What does a river do? It waters and it nourishes people. It provides life 
to the community. It provides life to those of, that are uh, the community around, to farming, to growing uh, food, to taking care of animals. We grow up, we grow up, or grew up, if I could speak this morning, that'd be great. We grew up and we just go to the faucet and turn it on to get water, right? There are some people in this room right now, you may remember, my grandfather told me stories of having to go and trek down to the well and bring in water to the house. Had to go and get water, fetch it to be able to do things like take a bath. Kids, did you know people used to, he used to, taking a bath used to be a big deal. Like you go and turn the water on and y'all gripe about that, right? You know, like it used to take, you know, an hour or two hours to get a bath ready just to be able to bathe, to clean up so you didn't stink. So we've forgotten some of the premise of water. Therefore, we've lost some of the imagery that the Bible is communicating to us. Because we go and just turn the faucet on. But we don't know all the sources of water that had to be tapped into to collect that water so that you could go to the faucet and turn it on. We are called to be springs of living water to this community. Springs of living water to those who are hurting and struggling. Listen, we are not called to go and convince the world that they're sinners. If that's what you want to do, you want to do the Holy Spirit's job. And God doesn't ask, He doesn't uh, hand off what is His job to somebody else to do. It's not your job to convince the world, convict the world of their sin. Not your calling, not your purpose. Your purpose is to be there and to be living water, to be truth, to be good news that moment that the Holy Spirit brings conviction, that moment that the Holy Spirit draws their heart to God to go to them and to say, let me tell you about the love of Jesus. Let me tell you about the Son of God who loved you so much that He left His throne in heaven to come and take on flesh and not just to take on flesh. He could have left heaven and come and manifested as just a, a man, as a full-grown man. No, he came and humbled himself to the point that he was a baby. That people had to change his diaper. That he had to learn to talk and learn to walk. He had to go through everything that we went through. He had to learn to obey his parents. And submit himself to their authority. And then he had to, through all of that, he's learned to submit himself to his father's authority. Which led him to the cross. Where he shed his blood so that we could be forgiven. And then on the third day, he rose back to life again. So that we would know that he was not lying, but he was telling the truth. And he did it in front of 500 witnesses. 
He presented himself and then ascended up into heaven in front of all of them. Now, in a court, it only takes two witnesses to convict somebody. 500 is a landslide. There's no debate. If you walk into a crowd and shoot somebody in a crowd of 500 people, guess what? You're going to jail. There's no way out of that. Because 500 people saw you do it. 500 people saw Jesus raised back to life again. And God called us to go and share that good news with the world. And he said that we were part of his kingdom. His kingdom was already here on this earth. I love the prayer of Jabez in 1 Chronicles chapter 4. We don't know much about him. We know that he was a descendant of Judah. And he gets two lines in the Bible. It says, There was a man named Jabez who was more honorable than any of his brothers. His mother named him Jabez because his birth had been so painful. He was the one who prayed to God, to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. Please be with me in all that I do and keep me from all trouble and pain. And God granted him his request. I have heard that scripture preached so many times. And we always apply that scripture to our own personal needs and desires. We always apply that scripture to myself, to my financial wealth, to my material possessions, to the things that I own, to my physical territory. And I'm not saying that we can't apply it in that way. But I wonder if maybe the reason why God inspired Jabez to pray that prayer was so that 4,000 years later, a group of believers would say, hey, 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 wait, wait a second, we're part of the kingdom of God. We're part of God's family. I wonder if we started to declare together, God, expand our territory. Lord, take us from Judea and expand us to Jerusalem. God, take us from Jerusalem and expand us to Samaria. God, would you, would you then take our territory and expand us from Samaria to the ends of the earth? That we could see your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Kids, we, you are called to tell others 
about Jesus. Adults, it's not just the kids. It's us as well. We are called to share the love of God. But just as the word of prophecy was spoken, we cannot share the love of God unless we are full of the love of God. And we cannot be full of the love of God unless we have drawn close to God and worshiped and glorified Him and let Him fill us up. It's impossible. It is impossible to share the love of God without loving God ourselves. Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are thirsty. For it is said that from him will flow rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. But we have to connect to the source. We have to connect to the foundation so that we can go. I believe with all of my heart that God is doing something radical in Putnam County. That God is preparing this church. We have been in a season where God has been breathing life into us. Where God has been empowering us and anointing us with His Holy Spirit. And we are getting ready to enter into a season where He says, I filled you up. I have breathed life into you. Now it's your time to go. Now it is your time to go. And do not believe the lies of the enemy that would say that you're not qualified, you're not good enough. Guess what? None of us are. Kids, don't ever let anybody tell you that you're too young to worship Jesus. You're too young to love God. You're too young to tell everyone about the love of Jesus. Don't ever let anyone tell you that you're too old, that you've let your years go by, and that you can't do anymore. Because if you're still drawing breath, if you're breathing in this room, then we are charged to go out and to share the good news. Last week we talked about being willing to surrender to God's will and saying yes to His call on our life. Well, guess what? We applied that in an individualistic mindset, but there is one calling that is corporate. It is for all of us. And the question is, will we answer yes? Or will we let the enemy bind us in fear and tell us that we can't do it? If we'll just reach out and connect to Him, He will give us the strength. He will lead us in who we are to speak to. 
Listen, you're not, you're not called to save every person in Putnam County. You're not called to reconcile every person in Putnam County. You're called to reconcile and lead those who God has placed in your life and appointed you to lead. We can't do it all. We have to do it together. And if everybody comes together, and if everybody does their part, if the bride of Christ comes together and we stop worrying about what the sign says out front of the building, and instead we worry about the fact that we are called all as sons and daughters, and we begin to pour out the love of God not only to our sister churches throughout the community, but also to those who are lost and hurting in our community. What, what would that look like? I think by very nature of the definition that it would look like revival. That it would look like chains being broken. That it would look like strongholds being torn down. That it would look like families being restored. I believe that it will and is going and is already happening. It is looking like revival in this community. Now with every head bowed and every eye closed in this room, if you're here in this place and you say, Pastor, I've never asked Jesus to forgive me of my sins. I've never received Him as my Lord and Savior. I've never given my life to Him and committed my life to Him that he, and declared Him to be my Lord. And this morning, I want to commit my life to Him. This morning, I want to declare that He is my God and my King. If that's you in this place, would you just lift up your hands in this room? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. With that being said, every person in this room has a relationship with Jesus. And so I'm not going to ask this next question as a raise your hand if you feel like you're willing to commit yourself to sharing the love of God and sharing the gospel with Putnam County. As your pastor, I am getting ready to charge and declare over you that that is what you are going to do. Because we are called, and God's calling and gifting is given without repentance. He does not take it back nor does he make exceptions. The more Moses brought up about why he couldn't do it, why he couldn't accomplish it, the more God showed him that he could and he would. So if I could have everybody stand to their feet all across this room, if we could lift our hands up to heaven as a form of surrender, 
God, right now, by your authority and by your anointing that you have given to me by my calling as pastor, I charge us, your people, with a responsibility to carry your good news to Putnam County. That we will not lie dormant. We will not make excuses. We will not turn aside from those who are in need, but God, we will march out and we will have open eyes to those who are hurting in need that we might share the love of Jesus with the world. To my kids, that as you go to school, that not only will you learn to the best of your abilities, but that you will be the love of God to your friends. That you will love your friends and your neighbors the way Jesus loves you. That you will look out for those who are being picked on and bullied. That you will look out for those who may be sitting on the outside and welcome them in. That you will be the love of God to my adults that you will look for those who are hurting and weary and tired. And you will offer them peace and rest in the name of Jesus. I charge you to be obedient to the prompting of the Spirit. I charge you to be obedient to God's call and command in your life to live for Him. So that when others look at your life, it will be without a doubt that you love God. I charge you to share your testimony. To share what God has done in your life to any and all who will listen to you. I charge you as God has charged all of us to be ministers of reconciliation, reconciling all people unto God. Now, Lord, we know that we can't do it on our own. So, God, we ask that you would fill us up. Empower us, Jesus, that we can go out, God, and declare the good news with boldness and with confidence because we know you. God, we praise you right now in advance for what you're getting ready to do here in Putnam County. God, I praise you. Lord, for the churches all across this community whose pews and seats are getting ready to be filled with people whose lives are being changed. God, I don't even care if it happens here first. Lord, just so, all, just so long as it happens, God, we will rejoice in you for what you are doing in this community and give you all the glory 
and all the praise. Hallelujah. Can we give him a hand clap of praise? Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, we worship you. God, we glorify you.